Hey guys, welcome back to the Shay and Josh podcast. I am Shay. And, and I am Josh. Josh. Yeah, yeah, I hope yeah. you guys have had a good week. I know I've had a good week so far. It's hump day. Just trying to get over the hump, you know? <laughs> yes, just the hump. And Thursday is almost <laughs> upon us. What is it? Exactly. Uh, playoff weekend in Kansas City. Woo, woo, woo. You know what I'm at? I'm not in Kansas City to uh, enjoy. I mean, I. it's funny come because on, since on. I moved to Chicago, like I don't even watch football anymore because it's like, it's so sad. But we're not going to get not into really. that. We're getting into these topics tonight because we got a lineup for y'all. It's, yes, we do. 2022 isn't playing, okay? It's not playing around. It's not playing. I, we, we had a title that... <laughs> Because we are only 12 days into the year, and it is feel like it's already so November 20th, okay? Mm-hmm. So, let's get into it, Josh. First up, we got COVID. Yeah, guys. <sighs> COVID again. Uh, um, I know sometimes we don't want to talk about COVID, but we must talk about COVID. Because what? COVID don't care. COVID right. don't care if you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> COVID's going to show up. COVID don't care. Oh, my uh, God. But so, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, no. Just want to talk about some of the updates that are happening right now within the numbers. Uh, currently, right now, we're at 62 million reported cases in the U.S. Wow. Uh, one million, a little bit over one million cases in Missouri alone. Um, wow. 16,000 deaths in Missouri. Um, that's pretty sad um across the u.s hospitalizations doubled in 15 states over the past two weeks so covid don't care you don't want to talk about it covid wants to talk (laughs) like i was telling somebody at work uh omicron is omicroning like they told us that this thing is contagious even like even more contagious and everybody's getting it i'm feeling it at work i'm feeling with my friends you know like everybody's getting it and I'm not really sure, I'm not shocked at Missouri, Missouri numbers, no. because, you know, they were very lax very, during very so. COVID when it first came on the scene. So I'm not surprised that, that they are over a million cases of COVID. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, we got two new variants out there, which I did see an update that um, scientists with the, I think it's the Delta Cron, they coined it think they made a mistake and don't know if it actually mutated into what it's to be called Delta crime. Uh, so I have to kind of look more into that. But the Florona, Florona has actually made its way stateside in California. I think that's where the first case showed up. And I'm just kind of like, I had the flu and I've had COVID. And I'm just like, I cannot imagine what this sucker would do like i just cannot imagine so i hope you guys are staying safe that you're wearing your mask that you're washing your hands um if you choose to get vaccinated you know get vaccinated if you're not i hope you're still just getting uh are protecting yourself i know that here in chicago um on january 3rd mayor lightfoot in uh introduced a new mandate that in order to go to gyms bars um restaurants you have to show proof of vaccination and you know a lot of people were not happy about that um i know they started in california and i know new york was i think one of the first ones and then california and i think chicago is like the third uh city to do it so it's uh very interesting 
Yeah, um, but that vaccination card part is 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 crazy. Is that I was in a barber shop, um, and across the barber shop, not many people were vaccinated. They were talking about it, and they were actually talking about having vaccine cards without actually being vaccinated. So, just a that sad a thing. thing. Yeah, that it's is a thing. thing. How many people are faking vaccination cards? Tim Tag fakes, vaccine card <laughs> fakes. Like, <laughs> not you know, excuse my fakes. language, but niggas find a way. We find a way to get to where we don't we? Go. Don't we? The, you got the plug on the tip tag. Now you got the plug on the vaccination cards. It's and he was like, he was like, bro, you you need you need a card. I'm like, nah, I, I got the vaccine, so I don't need the card. I'm good. <laughs> oh I'm good. my God. I wonder how yeah. they can tell which is a fake and which is like not real. You know, I don't know the ins and outs of criminal enterprise. But you know what? People aren't even, people are not, you know, when you go to your Starbucks, when you go to, you know, Applebee's yeah. or whatever these places you're going to, when you go into the Power and Light District or even yeah. here in Chicago, they're not looking at, they're not scanning it like they do at the casino, okay? Yeah, that barista going to look at it going to be like, but, okay, thank you. Oh, okay, I see two doses, boom, go ahead yeah. and your last I get paid, here. I get paid $15 <laughs> an hour, sir. Take your card. Like, <laughs> you know what? There's a restaurant, I'm not going to say the restaurant's name because... Uh, last uh, Saturday, you know, me and David go to uh, get, have our little breakfast date, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, I was like, I wonder if they go let me in just with the one dose. I get my second dose tomorrow, right? And so I, because David's like, I'm gonna, I'm still gonna go have breakfast. I said, like, you can't go do us without me, you know? Without us. And so, <laughs> and so I called. I was like, hey, so. I know the mayor, you know, introduced the vaccine mandate, and before I can even get it out my mouth, he's like, "You don't, you don't need to show it. Okay. You ain't got to show it." I was like, "Oh, okay, we're on our way." Right, <laughs> my <laughs> lord. They, there are some businesses up here who are. I think one business actually got fined. Yeah. Uh, uh, here recently, I think actually it was this week. There was a bar that got fined, uh, not too far from me, for violating the mandate and not mm-hmm. as asking people to show proof of vaccination cards. So some people are just not giving a damn. A lot of people are over COVID, um, you know, and speaking of being over COVID, uh, another of the things that, uh, that I feel like COVID was kind of like the root of it almost is the great resignation that, you know, Mm, people have coined um, and seeing a whole lot of that. I know a lot of people who have quit their jobs over COVID. Yeah. Um, and some people are thankful for COVID because had it not have been for the shutdown and them actually just being stuck in their house, like they would have not had the courage to quit their jobs or to follow their dreams. And but because of the Great Resignation, it is causing a lot of stress on a lot of jobs right now because they are so short staffed. Yeah, Shay, it's like it's like adversity, right? That's that's what we're facing right now, and. Right. You know, we talked about this. The Great Resonation is happening across the uh, the world. Uh, but here in the U.S., it's even happening in the Senate, the House of Representatives. It's people that, uh, you know, with, with the tumultuous uh, uh, atmosphere right now and then COVID and everything, people are just 
tired of being tired and they're just leaving and you were leading into the point about uh what's going on with the shortages in the grocery store and how inflation is rising and um how uh, you know your flights are being canceled you book a flight because they don't right. have people uh to, to the gate. you know they don't have anyone at the gate um you know and that's that's COVID as well but people are picking up the uh what they have left of their decency because people have worked their whole life away for a job mm -hmm. that does not value them. And they're like, wait a minute, in COVID, you were paying right, right, me $50 damn, an hour and expect me to just come to work um, and through this virus and, and this pandemic and just pretend like it's not there. And um, they're not valued. So they're leaving. No. They're leaving and, and you know what? Thank God you you bring up a good point about value because even yeah. with, you know, with the with COVID and the, the CDC and the new updated CDC recommendations, people are even starting to notice like, okay, we really aren't valued because they even admitted on CNN, on the news, why they cut the isolation time and the quarantine that time down to five days. And that is to get people back to work quicker. And a lot of these companies have taken advantage of this because people are going to work with COVID. As long as they don't present a fever, they can have any other symptoms. But as long as they're not presenting a fever, people are having to go back to work. You know, yeah. like how I'm like, I'd be damned if I was at work and I find out that somebody, you know, just because they're not showing a fever is at work with COVID. Like I had COVID and it was a horrible case of it. I, I don't want to experience that again. And, you know, I work at a salon and to think like, you know, we, we're touching people's hair, washing, it's like a lot of, you know, we're within the six feet of people. And so it's it's really crazy, these companies seeing people, even nurses, and that's the the, uh, the hospitals where they're seeing it hit the hardest is that these nurses and these doctors are coming in with COVID because they're so short staffed. And like listening to these stories is just so sad that you know it's all about you know either that almighty dollar or because you know we're so short staff like you gotta come in and this is just sad people don't feel valued and people i've seen so many videos this week of people quitting and like i just can't take it anymore i gotta do me i gotta you know take that take care of my mental health like i just can't continue to the burnout the yeah. burnout it's not like i you know one of my affirmations this week was bur a burnout is not a flex okay yeah, Long go burn out days where people are like, I'm going to just burn out myself for the yeah. job. And it's kind of like, no, they're over it. Yeah. And that burnout leads to, you know, we talked about this too, and we were going to hit on it anyway, just that mental health and depression and things like that all across the country and the world right now. People are just dealing with lots of mental anguish and, and issues. Um, and yeah. COVID is not helping that at all. You know, and just to be clear, you know, the official guidelines from the CDC can be found at cdc.gov. Um, they have a little link there. But basically, if you test positive for COVID-19 or have symptoms, regardless of vaccination status, stay home for at least five days. Um, you know, and stay isolate from others in your home. Will wear a well-fitted mask if you must must be uh, if you must be around others in your home. Um, if you ended us uh, once you ended isolation and you had symptoms, and you're it's it's like confusing. And then we it's we so talked confusing. about that. We, we so talked confusing. about that. 
and they really just need to break it down into simple terms i don't know people we're all basic people like give me just the bullet points and, or, or right. something like that a little busyo or something with just a little graph but they had like three different columns and different and just like okay well i think i'm here but i could be here so that's where we're at right now it's it's a bunch of confusing mess but we are still happier to be here uh with the joe biden and the kamala harris administration versus the trump administration and how they're handling right. it so yes all right moving on from COVID. again like we said 2022 is not playing y'all we right. have had some more celebrity deaths i mean we were just here oh talking about betty white last week we were just, last white. week we were just talking about betty white and this week the great the legendary i mean a trailblazer someone who has really set the tone for black male actors in hollywood Sidney Portier, I mean, oh my God. Like, and you know, and David, you know, he always had to bring me down, you know, not bring me down like a, as a person, but he has to be like, I know what Marche. you mean. He yeah. was 94. Yeah. And I'm like, I know, but yeah. still, it's so hard. He was the original baby face. <laughs> the original baby face. Yeah. <laughs> he was the one that, I think he was the, wasn't he one of the first black people to slap a white man on camera? I don't know. I think he was. I think he was. I know he was. He was old, and he went through a lot, and and he is a trailblazer. And we are going to, yeah. Once again, Betty Raising White passed. Yeah. Oh my God. And I, I haven't watched that in probably the last fifteen, been a minute for me. seventeen years. But that movie was. It was. A, it was it's good. a good movie. And if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. So. Yes. And then we had Bob Saget. If you grew up in the 90s like me, Mm. you watch Full House, you watch America's Funniest Home Videos, like Bob Saget, oh my God. Mm. Like this funny, he was was relatively young. I think he was- um, 65? 65, yeah. Yeah, something around that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they didn't find any, that calls right now. No drugs was by them, or no um, they didn't find play. any sign of foul play. So it's like, what play. happened? But you know what? I did read in an article that in his family, there um, has been, you know, deaths of men in his family who just died suddenly. Um, oh. And so they're um, thinking that it may be along that lines. That's not for mm. sure, but there's it's still going to be a couple of heart attack or something heart related. Some, some people are thinking it's a heart attack, okay. but they don't know. We're not going to know for a couple weeks. But okay. um, also moving on, James Batum, if you don't know who he is, Marche had to tell me who he was, just to be honest. But go I ahead. Really did tell the world. Tell him. But he sings this song, Juicy Fruits. You know, and I know that's some juicy fruit. Juicy. And you gotta sing this song and chew the gum at the same time. You gotta exactly. chew the juicy fruit. Uh, I, you know what? That's the only song I know of his, but I love that song. Right. Like so, but you know, I I grieve and I just it's just sad when I hear anyone die. Like I just know what grief feels like, yeah. and I just you know so like, and that's one of my favorite songs. Um, I love it. Um, and then we had Jesse D. Um, again, another person that had to tell Josh about, but he knew the song. You, you ain't gotta just put me out there. I thought we were gonna do it the first time, but she, 
put me on a second time. But no, no, she's right. I didn't. <laughs> At least there's not a third was. time. I don't think. Yeah, you were. Right. No, it, it but, was. But um, he was one of the members of Force MDs. Um, and if you need uh, Force MDs, they sing the song Tender Love. Tender Love. Yeah, that song right there. And they have a whole bunch of other hits. Well, I can't say a whole bunch of other hits, but that was one of the main others. hits. Yeah. But um, good music right there. They just don't like that good music like that anymore. No. But um, no. yeah, he passed last week, which is, you know, sad. Um, and then Max Julian. I am a huge black uh, exploitation. Like, I love watching black films. Um, he was, uh, one of his main roles he did was in the Mac. Mm. Um, I love the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling uh, Josh before we started, I was like, I love his famous scene. Um, and I quote it all the time. Even when, when I have to choose something, I always think about the Mac and how he uh, stole. He, he didn't steal. The The prostitute chose him. Oh. And in that scene, the, her, her other pimp, was like, come here, bitch. You know, like, where the heck, where you think you're going? And, you know, you know, the Mac stepped in. He's like, hold up. You know the rules of the game? Your bitch chose me. I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Also, the great Richard Pryor is in that movie. It's a really good movie. Look at Josh. He's like, I just. <laughs> I don't watch this worldly, worldly movie. <laughs> so, yes, it's like 2022 is not planned. They. People are um, leaving. People are yeah. leaving. And that's kind of scary, though, Shay, that people are just, well, okay. So here's the thing. And I think you, thank God for David, you having David to kind of bring you down. Because, you know, people have been dying forever. So people have been dying right. like this forever. But what it is, is is that it's social media and, and everything is out there. So we know about it so instantly. But right. we don't want to take away to say that, some great people are leaving us and or is it being you know pushed are they you know dying at a quicker rate now i don't know maybe god is calling people home saying it's time to come on home they've been dealing with the world too much but a lot of these people are older people uh except for bob saget um you know it's just it's sad that we we yeah. are living in grief right now amongst COVID. so it just right. pushes back in that mental space that we don't want to be. But there is life, too. And death is just a part of that cycle. And everything right. that is here that lives must die. And that's something that at 35 or about to be 35 that you you have to realize that everyone has to go. So don't be sad, people. They are in a better place. But it, right. 2022 ain't playing with us. Though. It's not. They, yeah, 2022 is not playing with us. You know, I totally agree with everything that you're saying with that. It's just that, you know, one thing when I, I think why it hits us so hard, of course, you know, like you said, it is social media. These are celebrities that we grew up with or, you know, we really enjoyed their movies, we really enjoyed their music, or they really had a, played a part at some point in our life and we feel connected to it. I mean, I remember when I found it, when Prince died, I mean, I cried like that whole day, like, you know, so Whitney. it's kind of like, yeah, Whitney, Michael Jackson. All, you know, all of them, and it's just a reminder, like you said, like, you know, you know, you just don't know when life is going to leave, when you're going to leave this earth, and so, you know, you just have to get up every day and, you know, live your life out loud, live, you know, live the life you love, and, you know, just show up for yourself, for your family, for your friends, and just... 
take it one day at a time, you know, really maximize your day. Like, so yeah, shout out to all their family members who are grieving them at this time. And, yeah. you know, just sending positive vibes, love and comfort and peace as they grieve um, well during this process. Um, so yeah, all right, moving on. We have President Biden and Vice President Harris at Morehouse. I'm a Morehouse man, so I have to, you know, <laughs> jump in and say that. And let me act like I've just been Morehouse for the last four years. No, I got accepted last year and started um, in uh, October, November. Uh, so, but there was a big thing to have them at Morehouse. Yes. For them to send us emails and things like that and be very um, engaged in this process. Um, that's what HBCUs are all about. So, yeah, they right. were there, Shay. Yeah, I do have to say, I remember watching one of my favorite uh, creators on TikTok. I like watching him. And um, he was really you know, excited to see President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris at Morehouse and visiting uh, you know, HBC school. Um, but one of the things that, you know, uh, he mentioned, which I was like, okay, I like, agree with that. It's like, you know, the, the optics of it all. You know, um, it's like, yeah, we're glad that you're here. Yeah. But we need you to do this, yeah. you know. Um, and I'm like, yeah, like he, they are. He's very right. Like, you know, I'm, you know, grateful. Like, it's awesome that you're visiting schools and want to do more for historically black colleges, you know. Um, but we need y'all to have more action. And I understand that you know the midterm elections are coming up, and you know. I do believe that, you know, uh, candidates, especially I feel like, you know, race is such an issue right now. It's a, a thing, you know, to kind of, you know, put yourself in front of, you know, some black faces or a black audience to be like, oh, to show that, you know, I need the black vote. And so, you know, I think, it, uh, you know, how he mentioned it was like, I think it was definitely calculated, but I do think they were, you know, genuine in their visit to want to visit right. more house. Yeah, they were, they were genuine. But you make a good point, and I think uh, a lot of activists and things like that made this point very clear. And people like Stacey Abrams and other uh, yeah. Black uh, activists did not show up to this speech because they're in a position that I think we are, are at in 2022. And yeah. makes it very clear that this is a great position to be in. Um, it is time for us to actually put action to our words. We can talk right. until our, uh, our our face is blue, but until there right. is action where we can actually say that our rights uh, for, for voting is actually secured and that there's no voter suppression and the racism and all those things are, are defeated, we cannot just give up. And, and so, yeah, it was a speech and it was great to hear the speech and I'm glad he was, he was tough, but really, yeah we learn this in in school and we learn it now the president really is just a person in an office that that they do they're powerful they're one of the yeah. most powerful person in the country or in the world but you have to have your senate your house representatives um, yes. to also back you up and we are dealing with people like joe manchin still today in kirsten cinema and so joe biden joe can manchin. say all of this but at the end of the day, if they're not willing to 
uh, break this filibuster, um, you know, right. rule in the Senate, we're not going to see change in the voting rights, and we're not going to see any of those um, things that Joe Biden wants to get off the ground go any further. So right. where are we at right now? I, I don't know. I don't know, Shay. I I don't know where to tell them to go next, but I think that the only way for them to uh, move forward is they have to convince those two senators to do something. And if they don't, then we're going to yeah. be repeating this for another year. So Exactly. I totally agree. And what's so interesting, you bring up a, a good point about voter suppression, is that since Joe Biden has been in office. I believe it's 15 states have changed their voting, like, right. Like it might be 19, actually. 19? Yeah. Is it 19? Okay, yeah. Um, it's one have, of those. Have, right. have changed yeah. when it ha- has introduced some type of voting rights bill that is going to suppress voters, um, yeah. suppress people's votes. And it's just like, now is the time people, like, you need to get behind the people within your city, within your state, and really be a voice. Um, and I, I don't even know what to say about Joe Manchin. He, I, I, I have a feeling that he, when, when I, the energy I get from him is that he's loving this attention. He, I think he loves being like, do they think I'm going to side with the Democrats or am I going to side with the Republicans? I think he likes right. playing this cat and mouse, this game. And it's so dangerous, and it's just like he needs to go, like he needs to go. Um, but and he it, won't it, go it, no, and it's so frustrating to see these people up in Washington playing with us and playing in our face, in our face you know, making all this money and just delaying so much. It's it's so frustrating, and you know, the you know. We have to use our voices, we have to use our, our voting power, and we have to get behind those people within our cities and within our state to really... And we need to use the power of the coin. You said this, we yes, said this last week. the power of the coin. Powers in the economy. Yeah. Yep, there we go. I totally agree. Um, you know, moving on from the uh, uh, voting suppression and all that stuff is that we're still dealing with the insurrection hearings. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. I was watching some of the hearings uh, this week, and to hear them, I was I was listening to uh, not Mitch McConnell. What's the other one name that I can't stand? Uh, oh, uh, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. And Cruz was in there too. So. And Cruz, and I'm like, tell me they did it why can't we do it too without telling me that we want to do it because they did it too it's this comparison between the black lives matter protest and the insurrection and it was giving that type of energy like well the black lives matter people got to protest like why can't and i'm kind of like no 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 let's not let's not what we gonna do let's not act like that y'all committed treason okay Treason. treason Treason, okay. Y- y'all want to talk about some damage y'all did? Y'all made a hundred—I mean, not a hundred, but one million dollars in damages to the capital, to the capital of the United States. To try to force capital. the votes to be chosen exactly. differently in a presidential be, election. Thank you. And you know, just listening to that on the floor, it was just so frustrating, and it's just just goes to show how. 
you know, this whole conversation about, you know, Black Lives Matter and rioting and, you know, people not really understanding, you know, because I know a lot of people, uh, especially a lot of, you know, non-Black people uh, who just like, why would they want to tear up their own stuff? And the thing is, is like, you know, I listened to this one girl's um, video and she's like, ain't none of this shit ours. None of this. You didn't give none of it to us. You weren't allowed to give, have none of it. You, you allowed, took it from you us when you gave us, us any of it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm very, it's, you know, we we try to use our voices. We try to be, do it peacefully. We try to do all these things. We try to kneel. We try to bring attention to so many, so, so many things. And nothing's getting your attention. And so black people you know black and brown people in this country get to a point where they're like you know what fuck it all this can go yeah all of it and and what you say that interesting point that i tie into is that i mean and i and i we don't just just the truth where do we learn violence from um and and i and i mean this very respectfully but if when in, this is just history, when white people want something, they go out and they take it. They don't ask for it; they take it by force, and they do it by violent means. And I'm not saying anything was justified because me and Shay, we are not on that. We don't believe that you get anywhere violence. But what we're saying is, is that every instance in history when violence is brought to a situation in most cases um you know the war the the civil war the revolutionary war that even began the united states um it was a group of people standing up and actually fighting a war violently against another group and they take everything so yeah we set some stuff on fire yeah we um might have thrown some rocks at you but we were not beating you upside your head with poles and Thank flags. You. Thank we you. were not looking Talk for Mike it. Pence to try to Talk hang Mike it. Pence. We were not trying to do any of that. All the hell right. we want you to do is to stop killing us. Um, and then, and you know what a hater is? So Mike Pence's fly is now in my damn house uh, from the damn debate. Because we over here talking about some um, the Republicans, he sent his fly ass friend here to get me. <laughs> but you're gonna have to continue. But you know what I mean. It's just yeah. it's met with violence at every instance in history. But we throw a little fire around, and I'm not saying it's right. But we were not trying to kill anyone. We just wanted to destroy property to prove a point. Uh, exactly and you know and i remember um having a conversation with you know especially during the george floyd all the protests there and you know people you know people coming to me like you know some you know the token black person for some people um in my circle um about how i felt about the writing and i'm like i don't have a problem with it and it's like but they're burning stuff and they're destroying people's businesses and things like that and it's like i i you know i understand their frustration and yeah. anger um like I, I get it you know um and we get so you know target has an insurance policy yeah you know um the gas station has an insurance policy and i'm not saying that this is you know me saying like okay go out and go burn up a target no right what i'm saying is 
at what point are we going to say, okay, we don't want any more fires. We don't want any more fighting. Let's work together to get something done. Like, let's actually hear them. Let's actually... And the the thing is, too, is that they know what needs to be done. Shame. And I think that's the frustrating part. They know know what needs to be done. And I think that's the part that even frustrates me. It's like, yeah. I'm I'm tired. Like, you know, one of the things I've uh, seen on TikTok today is that I like stitch this. What's one thing, you know, black people need to hear right now? And I was like, I ended up stitching the video and I was like, you know what, what black people need to hear right now is that we need to stop giving books and articles and all these tools and resources to white people when they don't want to understand, when they're not trying to learn nothing. Like there's enough has gone on in history for they already know what the problem is. Yeah. They're just choosing not to understand. They're choosing not to address their prob- problematic behaviors and their defense when it comes to the de- defensiveness when it comes to racism and discrimination. They're not. Yeah. And, yeah. No. And, and, and that's, that's the part that's, that's frustrating crazy. is they know yeah. what needs to be done yeah. and they don't yeah. do it. Yeah, no, you hit it right on the head. And I want to go back to your point um, that you just made about 10 minutes ago is that what else do we have to do to get um, change in this country? I mean, they marched. They did sit out. They sat in the front of the bus instead of the back. Um, they they sat there while you beat on them, while you ran water holes on them, while you burnt their churches down, while you bombed their, their towns. Why you burnt everything in the ground? Why you took everything back? Why you redlined their districts and, and, and their homes and denied them credit? And and what else do you want us to do? Uh, I mean, and then people paid with their life. MLK paid yeah. with his life. Malcolm yeah. X paid with his life. So if all of these uh, actions that we take and actually you take these people from us, what else do we have to do? I mean, I don't know what else what else we, we can do at this I point. Think, I think one of the at. things you brought up was the, the coin. Yeah. The, 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 the spending power that Black Americans have in yeah. this country is astronomical. It How is. much money we spend every year. And, and we can end on this note and we'll move forward is that we as the Black community can only overcome get through or see some type of change if we can work collectively as a body like an actual physical body and um and the physical body is very it's a very teachable thing because everything in our body has to work together for it to function like you know the arm like all the blood cells and blood vessels and you know all that stuff has to work together for me to have life and within the black community, there's so many other body parts that are isolated from the body and they're trying to do their own thing. But if we can come together on one accord and function as a body, you know, and really commit to either we're gonna be like, you know what, we not we done spending here at this place, we not giving y'all this money, we gonna or you know, we gonna start putting our money in black owned banks. Hello, shout out to One United Bank here in Chicago. They have other locations, but they're a black owned bank really building up these you know other companies that's trying to be like amazon these other companies that are you know these storefronts trying to be like you know a walmart or a groceries black grocery stores it's like you know i don't know we we just need to 
put our money there because once we start putting investing in our own stuff they're gonna be taking a hit and they're gonna be like oh whoa wait a minute wait a minute right. wait a minute you know and i think that's part of it but you know that is a very tall feat <laughs> um yes. but hopefully you know we can get there one day you know and so we'll see you know we'll see speaking of <laughs> while we're in the of the lane of black people i don't know how many people have seen the new show on hulu called women of the movement yeah, I, I have not watched this show yet no. i've seen a lot of videos of it up and down my timeline on my social media pages i think the first story right now is the emmett till story with his mother so focus really on her um and it's i could not uh and i understand like there's a new generation there's new generations coming up they're learning all about you know emmett till all these you know great women in the who was in the movement but i couldn't bring myself to watch the show because it's like it it is too much trauma for me like i've it was just too much um i just didn't want to see it but i'm so glad that you know the generations before you know after me are you know really want to get into it and get an understanding and you know really gain some knowledge about you know what it was like uh yeah back then. yeah and i i haven't watched it either but i plan on watching it um it's important just like you watch hidden colors and all these other great films that really highlight things that we just don't understand so i will watch it and i do encourage everyone else to watch it as well and and a lot of times uh parents and, and this is probably where on the other side of the fence where they get upset with critical race theory and all of that because they don't want their kids to see that a group of people uh, them uh, their families let me not say them their ancestors were some of the most i mean most hateful dangerous uh, murderous people um okay. they don't want them to see that and i i just don't know how do we not repeat history if we don't learn history you, you get exactly. what i'm saying so yeah uh, where, where are we going to go from here if we don't watch that and then 15 years down the line, Timmy co- goes in and calls someone a nigger and doesn't really understand the impact of that word. Um, and it goes the same way with Black people. You can't go in and call someone a, a racial slur and, and think it doesn't right. hurt them. And it, we're all one people, but um, we have to fix those things so that we can become a more perfect union because this country is a great country. It's just we have to continue to push forward um, and and that's what watching those types of documentaries and films will do is give you insights to a world you don't have. Exactly. And I think it's also one of the things that I thought about when you, when you were just talking about that is that when it comes to white people and their ancestors, you know, I think for me, one of the reasons I feel like they don't want to get into it is because they have to be confronted with the fact that that's in their lineage, right? Right. Um, that, you know, how, you know, because they may not feel that they're that way. Like, I'm not this type of person. But it's and hard to kind of wrap your mind around that right. your ancestors were slave owners or not. Let's, let's not even take it all the way back to slave owners. Let's take it to Emmett Till because that's, you know, this is the mother of Emmett Till. She sent, you know, they live here. They lived here in Chicago, sent her son to was it Mississippi um, yeah. to visit family and she got his body back and i can't even describe how 
I don't want to say deformed, it's just jacked up his face, ear cut off, eye pulled. Yeah. It was it was so egregious. Wasn't and he 13, 14? The, yeah. I think he was 14 years old. And the, the strength that she had to tell the funeral home, nope, I want to open casket and I want right. you to take pictures of his body because they will not believe me yeah. if I tell them what they did to my son. Yeah. And those pictures are so powerful. And I think that's what is hard for white people um, at times is that they have a hard time in, in accepting. And I think that acceptance only means that you're, you know, you're aware that this happened. I accept that this happened. It doesn't mean that you agree with it. I can accept that this happened, that my ancestors were these type of people and I can break the cycle. I can I can break it. I don't have to be this type of person. I don't want to be this type of person, but I do want to, you know, bring this type of change. I am I want to be a part of the movement, whatever the case may be, you know. And um, so I'm interested, you know, I, I didn't want to get into the Emmett Till one because like I just that was just too much for me. But I'm am interested in see what other women that they bring through this show because like it's gonna yeah. be um, But you you made a good point with there. Um, you made a real good point that you said they don't want to be seen in that light. Um, but imagine us as black people um, looking back and we are seen as slaves um, and seen as what, three fourths of a person, uh, three fifths, mm -hmm. whatever the constitutional uh, uh, quantitative effect of right. what we were as a human being or our citizen in this country. We don't want to see that either. We don't want to to I don't want to say live up to it, but you know, I don't want to be a uh, be a slave or have slaves in our lineage. But what we pull from that strength that they endured, and um, that strength is some of the strength that we need today because we got people that yes. are just not breaking into that uh, that strength, and they are um, you know dealing with a lot of depression and things like that these days. So. You know, I just yeah. wanted to say that it's just it's just crazy that we were slaves and we all have to live with that and then move forward. So. Right. And, and and I'll end on the topic on this because you, you you made me think of something when you talk about how we see us. And I remember I used to when people used to say, I'm, I w I'm not my ancestors, like I'll beat your ass. And I used I used to, I could never get with it when people yeah. would say it like I get what they was trying to say. But then yeah. I had to think about it. It's like, you know what? I am not my ancestors. Um, in the sense of like, you know, uh, in the in the sense of like when they was when they were trying to make that point as if like the ancestors were weak. Like they right. chose to be slaves, Kanye. Um, yeah. They did not <laughs> you know, choose. you know, like the the strength it took for them. You know, because like, let's not act like mm. that there was not, you know, people like Harriet Tubman or Nat Turner, or there's hundreds and hundreds of stories that yeah. I'm sure that, you know, people escape, people fought back, you know what I'm saying? That we just don't, we have not heard of. Because you killed, them all. you killed exactly. them all. Exactly. You killed them. And so I was like, you know, for those people who say that, that phrase, like, oh, I'm not my ancestors, trust and believe there were some revolutionaries, okay? There were people that fought back. You know what I'm saying? And and you don't know what you would do until you're in that situation. I couldn't imagine 
being a black family and a black man or a black woman and see your husband get traded to another family, to see your kids going off to another family, you know what I'm saying? And the strength that it took for you not to rebel, like, oh my God. So like trust and believe we was not weak, that we were strong, we still are, and we can pull from that strength, we can pull from that wisdom. So, you know, stop Amen. it. But coming in, you know, as we begin to wrap this up, it's just some positive black movies. Uh, I want to make sure positive. that after end of our shows, we get into some positive black news that you have may have missed. Um, starting off with our girl Simone Sanders is headed to MSNBC. Ooh. Yes, I know uh, Josh is one of your favorite people. Up yeah, there. <laughs> it is, and and the fact that you know. I think we got introduced to her from the Bernie Sanders campaign that you and I talked yeah. about. And she was really good. I mean, yeah. like you said this last week, she would get those people together on national TV right. and really, and you would, you would get on TV or you, I mean, you would open the, the, the channel. You'd be like, who is this beautiful bald head black, black okay. woman commanding, Thank commanding, commanding the, show. the room. So good that, I mean, she Eventually, uh, you know, uh, left Bernie Sanders' campaign, went over to Vice President uh, Kamala Harris. Um, I staff, really thought she was going right? to be the the House the Speaker. The um, oh, this yeah. press. Uh, oh, the press secretary. Yeah, the yeah. press secretary. Yeah. But she, she couldn't even have been deputy. Presented. They couldn't even give her deputy. But yeah, but they whatever. she became the vice president. But look at but, her now. Um, actually, she's look at actually her now. better now. Yeah. Yes. So shout out to Simone Sanders. About to get her. I, I don't know if she's taking over someone's show or about no, to get I got her it. own show. It's called The Choice and it's on Peacock. The Choice. Yeah. Peacock. Okay. Go, yeah. go ahead, girl. <laughs> yes. I can't wait right. to see her. Um, let's uh, shout out to the judge in the uh, killing of Ahmaud Arbery. Um, mm. All three of their asses, life. Yeah. Um, two of them, the father and the son, life in prison without the possibility of the parole. And yeah. then the uh, neighbor, I forget his name. He's who life recorded, in prison. Yeah. yeah, who recorded it. He's life in prison with the possibility of parole. Tell me I should have stayed my ass home that day without telling me I should have stayed my ass home that day. He should have <laughs> stayed your ass home next time. Stay but, your um, ass home. But the judge got it right in this case um, yeah. with the sentencing. And I do have to uh, let you guys know that during the sentencing phase, he had the courtroom sit in silence for one minute so that everybody can realize how long Ahmad was being chased. And one minute may not seem like a lot of a long time, but to just sit in silence and your mind and I and I sat in silence for one minute thinking like, oh my God how long he was being chased, scared for his life. And so they he got it right. They're going to jail. Oh, and I just seen today, to, oh, this blue, this is the audacity. And this is where the white privilege come for me. Uh, it, it's, it's just like the audacity of their lawyers to try to convince the judge or to advocate for their clients that the sentencing is too harsh and not fair and that prison is expensive and they're going to miss out raising their children. I'm going to need y'all to shut the fuck up. Okay? Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. have to put it plain. I'm sorry. Yeah. You should have thought about that before you try to play 
get a, uh, try to play this, you know, police. They tried you know, to play I, slave catcher. Okay, okay. You know, slave that's catcher. what they slave catcher, yeah. even though yeah. uh, he wasn't a slave, but that's what they were treating us. And that's what mm-hmm. the law that they were trying to apply to the situation was really engulfed in is, is slave catching. And yeah. um, poor Ahmad, um, you said that point about, um, you know, they not being a raise their kids, but imagine his mother um, that she's not able to see her son have kids and exactly. help raise them. To see and his lineage keep going. That was her only son, if I'm not mistaken, right? I, I, I could be so. wrong, but I thought that was her only son, at least the dad's only son. You know, shame on them. So they're going to ride behind bars. Mm-hmm. And I hope I hope Chico will one of them get them. I don't mean like get them, like kill them. I'll be get them. You know, prison. Show them well, a little I, bit. You know, look, they yeah. look. They gonna find their brotherhood up in prison. They gonna find their yeah. Aryan brotherhood. No, I prison. don't mean that. I mean they need to go ahead and tickle oh, their I little know. booty holes while they. I know. You know. <laughs> Sorry, but they need to experience oh. something. I don't want them to be dead. I just want them to experience something. Okay. Um, third up, we have um, the Black Sand Entertainment Group. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Um, I have been, I follow them on TikTok. And if you don't know, you need to go follow them on you know, all the social media platforms. But they actually struck a deal on Shark Tank Ooh. with Kevin Hart and uh, Mark Cuban for their group. They do um, animation. It's all black themed. It's like, you know, Egyptian gods and warriors and all these characters. It is the bomb. And so shout out to them. For getting the deal, I think they struck a five hundred thousand dollar deal for uh, what I think there's thirty percent stake in the company from Kevin Hart mm. and Mark Cuban, and you know uh, Kevin Hart is going to help them get their uh, stuff out, their movies and all that. I just can't wait to see. So um, what is it? I mean, what 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 do they do really? Like, is it like superheroes or like? Yeah, they can a, do that. Like every, yeah, it's a, a everything okay. from superheroes to you know their characters look like Egyptian gods. They just oh. like bad as. Okay. Uh, characters and it's all black owned, all black characters, all black animation. Like it is, Good. I'm super proud of them. Um, so shout out to them for striking their deal Ooh. on Shark Tank. And then lastly, this is positive black news, but I do have like an asterisk by it. And lastly, is that the great Maya Angelou would be the first black woman on the back of the US Men of the Quarter. I, when I first saw the news, I was like, shout out to Maya Angelou. Shout out to her. Shout out and, to black people. And then I was like, but is this what we really want for the culture? That's not what we want. We don't care about no coin. We don't care about that, Shay. We talked like, about I, this. They don't, we don't care. Exactly. Exactly. I, I want to be so excited about this show. Like, I really do. Like, I've seen the quarter. It looks very beautiful. And then I'm like, she's on the back of the quarter. Like, she ain't on the front and the back. Like, we still got the slave master on the front. Like, I don't even like change, Shay. I don't even like and change. We in a, and then it's we in a change. We in a change shortage. But it's COVID, too. I don't want your dirty hands and change to get them back. Change. I try to use cards. I think I'm, I'm going to get one, you know, just to have one. And, you know, Me too, for that. You know, um, but, you know, when I, I mean, you talked about this before yeah. um, the show and we were just talking about, like, 
if every time black people get into this like we need this we want to see this we yeah. want to see this like yeah. they give us a Harriet Tubman on twenty dollar bill they give us which still ain't out which still ain't out which still ain't out they give us you know Joe Biden going to Morehouse College not saying anything yeah. wrong with that you know they you know give us these you know we'll let optics, this person out of jail like the optics you know we'll get we'll give you you know my Angelo on the back of a U.S. you know mint yeah. on the quarter and it's like how is that directly impacting the black community for change? How is that change impacting the laws. systemic right? How is that changing laws? How is that combating systemic racism? Like how is this d- dealing with you know discrimination and all these things? Like it's a beautiful coin, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, so that yeah, that that happened. That is good though, Shay. It's just one of those things you're just like, well, you know, I imagine a racist out there. Oh goddamn! It's a nigger coin, you know. <laughs> that that's what's gonna happen, really. No, yeah, that's it's real. Not. That's facts. That's real. Um, but you know, like I said, we always want to end on with you know positive yeah. black news and just you know because our news don't get shared, you know, and so we're gonna be able to share it. But uh, we're coming at the end of the show, guys. You know, we're hey, we went over it a lot of things. End of the road. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to sing there. Is you giving us a tune? Yeah, people don't know this, but I had a very, very short career. And I mean very short. A group asked me (laughs) to be a singer um, because their fourth member dropped out. We all got together. And it was like right after high school. We all got together and we start recording music we were gonna get signed uh we we're going to, on tour to the scream tour with chris brown bow wow b2k what? all of that swear to god and then something happened uh, one of our members moved on to uh arkansas or something because something happened in the family and yeah will not believe and this is really the true story day 26 was a group that basically came up and was the group that took over that tour with them that opened for the Scream Tour and everything. So yeah, just a little history. I was really supposed to be a singer. What was the name of the group? Uh, it was called Premiere. So. Why do I feel like Premier. I heard that? Well, you know, maybe not, but you know, uh-huh. still we can we can revamp it there. But I actually later on I met the uh, I worked at Children's Mercy for a brief moment just during the pandemic here recently. And the guy who was the supervisor there was my old group member. So for me and him to reconnect, and he don't really remember everything, but it was just cool. So I just wanted to say that. Almost James Brown. I was almost James Brown. Oh my God. Well, maybe one day you have to share some of that voice. Or oh, you know. no, it's gone. It is gone now, honey. It <laughs> is he gone? gone? This Easy voice guy. is full of Newports and Blacks over the years. I don't do them anymore, but I'm just saying this voice <laughs> is ruined. You got it honest. You got it honest. But hey, guys, that is the end of the show. Thank you so end. much for joining us. We'll next see you week, guys next, next week, week, next week with all join us. news. Join us. Join share, us. Share. Like, comment, follow. Feedback. Yes, comments. Yes. Yes. And you hopefully like soon. Grow. Yes. Hopefully soon we'll have people on the show. So if you want to come on and discuss a topic or if there's something you want to talk about, let us know. Yeah, shoot us us an inbox. 
and uh, yes. we'll be posting this on Spotify tomorrow as well. And then we got some other exciting uh, coming up uh, platforms, and we'll talk about that next time. All right. Good night, guys. Bye, See you everyone. Later. Bye.